Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, September 19th. The 2024 race for the White House has definitely taken a turn this fall, and you don't want to sleep on it. Biden, Trump, and others are starting to evolve as the election season begins to heat up. President Joe Biden is in New York City for several days this week, primarily to attend and speak at the United Nations General Assembly, which he did today. But of course, when a president comes to New York and they are in election season or re-election season, as it may be, they tend to raise a lot of money as well. And Joe Biden is doing that as well. He attended a campaign fundraiser last night on Broadway. But at this fundraiser, Joe Biden appeared to be road testing a sharpened stump speech. He had some language that we hadn't heard before on two critical fronts. First, Biden clearly is adjusting his strategy to dealing with his opponent, likely opponent in the general election, Donald Trump, as a present threat to democracy. Now, as you know, and as we've talked about in this podcast, Biden and specifically his team of lawyers around him have been extraordinarily cautious, not wanting the president to weigh in on any of the four indictments of Donald Trump. They don't want him to get involved in that. They don't want him to be injected into these cases or somehow spoil these cases for the prosecutors. And yet that means not talking about a central component and contrast in this campaign. Well, what we saw last night is Biden starting to make a turn here. We've reported that he's expected to give a speech about democracy and the battle to save it in Battleground State, Arizona, in a few weeks. Last night, before this crowd of Democrats at the fundraiser, he said, when democracy was at stake, I knew what to do. And he went on to say, I'm running because democracy is at stake in 2024. Donald Trump and his MAGA Republicans are determined to destroy democracy. That is a new pointed line of attack from Joe Biden that a lot of Democrats have been looking for, but that he has not been providing. The other turn was Biden dealing with the big kahuna, if you will, his age, which has come up in a lot of public opinion polling showing concerns, not just broadly in the electorate, but specifically also among Democrats. And as you know, Biden's been arguing, well, with age comes experience and wisdom. And he leaned more heavily in that direction last night at the fundraiser. He said, quote, when this nation was flat on its back, I knew what to do. On Ukraine, he said, I knew what to do to rebuild alliances. And he kept returning to this refrain of, I knew what to do. And that's how he's extending this argument about experience. My colleague Dana Bash sat down with California Governor Gavin Newsom, a top Democratic surrogate for the president and vice president, and asked him a question about concerns related to Biden's age. Voters have every right to be concerned, but I'm, you know, maybe I'm a little, I remember Bobby Kennedy said it best, that what the world needs are the qualities of youth, not a time of life, but a state of mind. And so I want a seasoned pro that knows how to get things done. I'm a little old fashioned. I want a guy who produces results, and the results are in. It's been a masterclass. There's simply no administration in my lifetime that's been more effective producing more substantive results. 
As for whether or not Newsom has presidential aspirations of his own, perhaps if Biden were to back out in 2024, and he clearly shuts that down. He told Dana, I'm not that guy. And then he once again urged Democrats to stop with the hand-wringing and get going on the re-election effort of Joe Biden. Let's get going. Let's get on the train. Uh, this train has left the proverbial station. Uh, we have got to get on and stop, you know, move on and, and, and get this campaign going. And I'm excited about it. I'm going to do my small part. On the Republican side of the race, the evolution that we're seeing, the movement that we're seeing, is Donald Trump starting to look beyond the primary season and onto the general election. He is not going to attend the second Republican presidential debate happening next week at the Reagan Library in California. Instead, his counter-programming effort is to give a speech in Detroit, battleground state Michigan, tied to the ongoing UAW strike, the auto workers who are striking there. And this is part of Trump's continued effort at peeling away what had been for decades a reliable Democratic constituency into his column. This is part of how he broke through the so-called blue wall in 2016. And he's doing so against a candidate like Joe Biden, who has made support of union workers central to his political identity. But that is not stopping Trump from trying to attach himself to the economic plight of the worker. And in fact, his campaign is going up with a new radio ad in Michigan. Donald Trump calls them great Americans and has always had their backs, from tax cuts for their families to playing hardball with China. Biden, he's turned his back on the auto workers by cutting a deal that uses American tax dollars to help fund China's electric car business. That's a As for not participating in that Republican debate next week, this is his thinking as he told it to Megyn Kelly on Sirius XM. I don't want to debate people that I'm 60 points up on because what's the purpose in doing that? Now, let's be clear. Trump and his team still understand they have to make their way through these early contests and the primaries. They can't ignore it entirely. He's going to be doing two back-to-back events in Iowa tomorrow. His campaign talks about a significant number of Iowa trips upcoming. So they are not ignoring it. But they are also clearly positioning to start taking on Joe Biden in these critical general election battleground states such as Michigan. Now, will the voters of Iowa and New Hampshire in the Republican primary think they're being sort of taken for granted? That's a big question in the months ahead. My colleague Jeff Zeleny was on the ground in Iowa this week. And as you know, evangelical Christians make up a huge, important portion of the Republican caucus going electorate in Iowa. And he started to delve into that constituency in his reporting to see if indeed attachment to support of Donald Trump is still as prominent and prevalent as it had been. For evangelicals, there are probably four issues that matter. Life is usually right at the top. You know, I know most people, the way that they evaluate presidential elections is what the gas price is. That's it. But for an evangelical, no. That was Mike Damastis, an evangelical pastor in Des Moines. Damastis went on to explain to Jeff Zeleny that while there's a lot of loyalty to Donald Trump, there is certainly a sense that he has that people are willing to explore other options. And of course, this comes in the aftermath of Donald Trump giving that interview to NBC's Meet the Press, where he did not commit to something like a 15-week abortion ban federally. 
where he talked about trying to bring all sides together on this issue, which may not be welcome words for evangelical voters who put life at the forefront of their issue concerns. I would sit down with both sides and I'd negotiate something and we'll end up with peace on that issue for the first time in 52 years. Other than certain parts of the country, you can't, you're not going to win on this issue, but you will win on this issue when you come up with the right number of weeks. And that answer in the interview seemed to give a potential opening to some of his rivals. Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, called into Radio Iowa yesterday to push back hard on Trump's answer. He's going to make the Democrats happy with respect to right to life. I think all pro-lifers should know that he's preparing to sell you out. So we've got Joe Biden retooling his message. We've got Donald Trump looking towards the general, but can't just take the nomination for granted just yet, as Ron DeSantis and others are becoming more comfortable taking Trump on directly. We are 118 days away from the Iowa caucuses. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.